We welcome you to the Lutheran Prayer Hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O A reading from Luke, the seventh chapter. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, 
do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Should a Christian speak differently about death than the world? Yes. 
St. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians that he doesn't want us, when we grieve, to grieve as those who have no hope. And after he lays out our hope, Paul says there, comfort one another with these words. I confess that these are not the sort of words that first come to my mind in the face of death. And then I hear that I'm not alone. The common sayings, the comments, the sentiments we express, the cards we send, the stuff that ends up in funeral leaflets and on Facebook walls at death often sound no different among us than among those who have no hope. Human words, often pithy quotes that aren't even true. All when we, Christians, have words that we know are far better. We have the very words of God. And, as is demonstrated powerfully in today's gospel, these are words that do exactly what is needed for those who mourn. God's word is able to undo death. What must be spoken about in the face of death is Christ. Our hope is founded not on myths or philosophical ideas or hunches or happy thoughts. It's founded on history. It's founded on the historical fact of a man who beat death, who rose from the dead. Christ died for our sins. His death atones for our wrongs. It makes satisfaction for the guilt and the debt of sin. And we have peace with God by the blood of his cross, the scriptures say. But Christ's resurrection is the proof that all of this is true. It is, of course, a great proof that he is God. He who raised others like the son at Nain raised himself since he predicted his death and resurrection and did it. That also means that the rest of his words are worth hearing and believing also. But his resurrection is also his vindication. The Father openly declares him innocent. Christ's death was not for himself, but was indeed a sacrifice and a substitute for us. And in the resurrection, the Father shows that this sacrifice is accepted. God is well pleased with it. And therefore, he is well pleased with those who are in his Son also. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. That is worth saying in the face of death. It means that death has been beaten. Death is not so invincible, so irreversible as it seems. By our power, nothing can stop it. But by his power, it is broken open. We get a foretaste of this at Nain when a widow gets her son back. But the resurrection of Christ is of a different sort. The scriptures say it this way, Christ has been raised from the dead and will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. To those who ask, whether out of unbelief or out of doubt, how can you believe in God in the face of death? Our answer must be more than just how can you not. It's a good question, honestly. A God possessing immortality but unwilling to share it certainly seems cruel. We counter with the God who willingly became mortal, who suffered death for us all so that he might defeat it for us also. Jesus Christ the crucified is risen. That is why we would call upon God in the face of death. We know that he is the first of us to overcome it. Yes, the first, and not the last. The widow of Nain's son, even the son of the widow of Zarephath, too, was raised before Jesus, so far as time is concerned. But Christ has been raised never to die again. 
and raised not only as one and only, but as the first among many brothers, as the seed planted in the ground who bears a great harvest, the firstborn among them that sleep. These are the sayings that our lips must utter when death stares us in the faith. Speak of Christ, because he has conquered death. Speak about Christ, because he is the end of our deaths also. He has died and is risen so that all who die might be raised in him also. Just as in Adam all died, so in Christ shall all be made alive. And since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Our faith and our comfort as Christians is not the many guesses or wishes of the world about death. We do not believe that our aim is to escape the body and live as souls in the clouds. We do not believe that our souls will be reincarnated into new bodies, human, animal, or otherwise. The reason we do not believe this is because Jesus lives. Our God has taken up our flesh to redeem it. That means that our bodies are not worthless or evil, but they are precious to the Lord. He created them. He intends to redeem them also. He's promised to resurrect us in our bodies at the last day. I believe that on the last day he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is exactly what ought to be said in the face of death if you are a Christian. There's nothing more terrible than a lifeless body. There's nothing more important for closure even to those who grieve without hope than seeing that body. Those who mourn so often cling to that body. Before we can come to the unnatural opinion that the bodies of those who have died are meaningless shells and refuse it, we would have to lie to ourselves with many silly poems and sayings. Don't you, dear Christian, join in the chorus of those lies. Don't put poems about winks from the clouds or caresses from the wind or hugs from butterflies that land on your arm or futile admonitions not to cry because this body isn't really me and I'm not really dead. Nonsense. Believe only the one who says, Weep not because he is compassionate and is able to take away the source of that weeping. Christ is able to make the lifeless body live again. In the face of the dead and the lifeless, sing and rejoice and find comfort in the living Christ. The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting is what we believe in, and we look expectantly for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Now that's a lot more than a vague, better place. We believe that because Jesus Christ has died for our sins and is raised for our justification, and because he has joined us to himself in holy baptism, and because his word has forgiven our sins, and because he has nourished us with his own immortal flesh and blood in his supper, he will indeed bring our dead bodies back to life. He will bring all dead bodies, in fact, even those people who reject and refuse him, back to life. And to us who hope in him, who trust in his promises, and who rejoice at the confession that Christ is risen, indeed, that resurrection at the last day will be to eternal life. A weeping widow in Nain got a foretaste of that. She met Christ on the way to the cemetery, and he had compassion on her because that's what Christ does. 
He was on the way to Jerusalem to die and to rise so that all children of mothers, all husbands, all parents, all dear friends and relatives would be made alive again. He was out to slay death forever. This is what a Christian has to say about death. It is terrible. It is a real reason to weep. It is to be treated as our bitter enemy. But in Christ, death ends. Therefore, we sing of Christ, the living one, who is our Savior from death and the grave. And we comfort ourselves and others before and after death, that he is the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him will live even though he dies. And whoever thus believes in him will never die. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, we pray that your grace may always go before and follow after us, and that we may continually be given to all good works, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. The Lutheran Prayer Hour is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Lutheran Congregations of the Missouri Synod in southeast North Dakota. This morning's broadcast was conducted by the Rev. Sean Denzer, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Great Bend. If you have no church of your own, we extend a cordial invitation to hear God's Word with us at one of our Southeast Circuit congregations. You can find service times, sermons, and other information for the faithful Lutheran Church nearest you at sendlcms.org. That's S-E-N-D-L-C-M-S dot O-R-G. Including Trinity Great Bend, the sponsor of this morning's broadcast. If you have any questions about the Bible, the Lutheran Church, or any comment regarding this broadcast, address them to KBMW, 605 Dakota Avenue, Wapaton, North Dakota, 58075. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.